Welcome to the Avi Unfiltered Podcast. I am Avishai L, Certified Holistic Health Coach, Certified Raw Food Educator, and Lifestyle Expert. I have worked with clients all over throughout my years of health coaching. I have helped people lose weight without dieting, reverse disease, and find their paths in life. I now work with women all over, gain their energy back, get rid of their stress, drop those pounds through nutrition without sacrificing their food favorites and their authenticity. There's a few things you should know about me. I am blunt as fuck. I don't adhere to societal norms. I don't have a rigid corporate mindset. And well, I don't give a fuck. You shouldn't give a fuck either. I'm not a vanilla daisy with a side of fluff. And this is the most unfiltered holistic health and wellness podcast. I will be interviewing top holistic health and wellness experts, spiritual healers, and discussing all health and wellness topics. I mean, I could sit here and talk about broccoli and its antioxidants and how it is a cruciferous vegetable or cinnamon and how its chemical constituent cinnamaldehyde has an effect on metabolism, but we are taking it a step further. You are going to be immersed in all things health, the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual aspects, your relationships, personal, interpersonal, and interdependent. We are going to completely overhaul your life for the better. Each week, we are pushing the envelope of what normal is. This is a judgment-free zone. Vanilla daisies and fluff muffins be gone. Grab your nutrient-dense donuts, your pizza with cheese, made from nutritional yeast and other goodness and a green juice because it's going to be just that juicy make sure you are subscribed to the avi unfiltered podcast leave a review and share it with every single person on this earth in this world that you know they can truly benefit from this episode on this episode called get up and get out we're gonna have a very very special guest so stay tuned I am here with holistic health coach and nutrition education trainer from Dr. Furman's Nutritional Education Institute. She has been on WTNH sharing her 200 plus pound weight loss story. Absolutely amazing. She has been in Dr. Furman's Eat to Live cookbook up on YouTube. She has also been in First for Women magazine. She has educated people all over on the benefits of essential oils, as well as made various smoothies for people dealing with certain ailments. She has created healing protocols for people. She was formerly known as Felicia Rick. So if you want to look her up, that would be her former name that she went under. She had a name correction that the divine creator has given her. So she goes by Sahar L. Please welcome Sahar L to the Avi Unfiltered podcast. And by the way, she's my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Avi, for that wonderful introduction. Much appreciation. Much appreciation. I love you. Pleasure to be on your podcast. (laughs) Yes, a pleasure to have you. Likewise, love you too. I know. Okay, enough of the mush. (laughs) (laughs) Mushy, mushy. Mushy, mushy. So, Mom, where did you grow up? Okay, where did I grow up? Um, I grew up in a project called Bellevue Square, which is no longer called that now, Um, in late, well, mid-50s, so I'm dating myself. Mm-hmm. This is in the Hartford, um, Connecticut territory. Um, and we, I mean, it was a, it was a fairly pleasant childhood. Of course, there were so many families because like I said, it was a, um, it was a project. So you had, you know, you had numerous families and a lot of the families, they were, they were, they were large. So there was, there was always someone to, you know, play with, hang out with. So. It, it was it was it was fun. It was a fun experience. So overall, you had fun. Yes, always oh. always something to do. Yes. 
So what did you do? Like, what was your fun? Our fun was, well, you know, we would go outside and play games. And then we had, um, we had playgrounds. We had a playroom in the uh, fall and winter season uh, when the playground was closed. We would go swimming. We would go to the park. Um, we would go, you know, we would play kickball, football, baseball. We was just constantly outside. We, we hung out outside all day. We would ride our bikes. We would go skateboarding. We just always found something to do. We would play um, hopscotch, um, war, tip the can, jacks, jump ropes, everything. Sounds like a fun childhood. Sounds like an active childhood. Too active for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, things are totally different today. We we did. We were like I said. We was um, always. We were always outside. We very rarely. I mean, that was punishment if you had to stay in the house. You know that was. But but today, people stay in the house more often than not. But yeah, we were we were outside all the time. So was Bellevue Square a bad area? I mean, obviously um, I know, but for people who don't know. It was considered, you know, quote unquote, the ghetto, um, where it was predominantly so-called blacks, but we don't use that term because we know who we are as a people, where it was, it's, the majority were Moors. Um, right. So, but it, it it wasn't a bad area for for us. Uh, of course, there were, you know, there were fights. Like it, when you got a lot of people together or whatever, and a whole bunch of different families and different sections and everything, you're gonna have your little scuffles and stuff like that. But for the most part, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was um it was a bad area. We didn't. I mean, that was our childhood, so we didn't consider. I didn't personally. I didn't consider it to be. A bad area but of course there was violence of course not of course because that should not be a part of somebody's um you know norm <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> people might think wait but people might think it's weird that you know but it was it was you know i can relate because it was normal to it's normal to hear gunshots at the north end but you don't think of yeah. it as a bad area because you're just like that's where you stay right Exactly. That's, you know, part of people gonna think we life. crazy. People gonna think we crazy. <laughs> you know, for us, it was um. You know, there was camaraderie. There was unity. Um, but like I said, we we you had your little fights and scuffles and stuff like that. But and there was there was violence. You know, I mean, because like I said, because we were close knit. Um, community someone from the outside we knew who you know if you didn't live there we knew who you were if you didn't live there so of course they're gonna there was at times people would be like you know who are you what are you doing here stuff like that but for the most part like I said it it, it was not a bad place right 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 so how many because this is unbelievable, too. How many brothers and sisters did you grow up with? How many people were in your house growing up? Well, there was um, there was 10 of us. You know, there was 10 of us growing up in the household. So back then, the places, uh, you know, the apartments, they were, they were huge. Because you had a, you know, you had a kitchen. And it was, you, the kitchen, you could fit a, a dining room table in. And you had, um, you know, a lot of bedrooms. Um, so there was, there was 10 of us, we made, you know, we made it work the best we could, you know, my mother made it work the best way she could, so. And she was a single mom taking care of 10 children. Yep, yep, and she worked, she worked, um, she worked as a, a visit, a visiting, um, aide, well, she was an aide, um, and then she, she, prior to that, she would um clean houses, um, but yeah, she was a um she was she was a great mother, and she provided for us. There was not a day that you know went by that we didn't eat. We always ate. Um, she taught us how to 
take care of ourselves. She told us how to keep a clean house, keep ourselves clean. I mean, just because, you know, sometimes people think when you grow up in a certain, a certain area or environment, they, they have a, a misconception or perception of your living conditions or your, your lifestyle. But my, my mother was, you know, very clean. We would paint um, every so often. All of us would paint. She was, she was, you know, cleaning the window. She was always washing curtains. I mean, my mother would, she would move the refrigerator, move the stove, and, you know, we would have to clean behind it. I mean, <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> when we would go visit, you know, our friends and stuff, they wasn't cleaning like that, but that's how our mother, my mother taught us how to clean. So, and that stayed with us. So, so to this day, that's how we clean. You know, we moving stuff. You know, we ain't doing no, no surface cleaning. You gonna get behind that refrigerator. You gonna get behind that stove. You gonna get in that stove. You know, you gonna cross <laughs> that refrigerator or do whatever. <laughs> you gonna do something. You, you gonna know, get behind Saturday. that refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You wasn't going outside until that house was clean. So what we would do on Saturdays, music, music, music all day. Because we was cleaning all day. So music was a, a huge part of our um, of our childhood and growing up. So we play music and we clean. And, you know, we sing and we pretend and, you know, we, we a group, a singing group. And it was just fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> That's awesome that you had fun. <laughs> I was <laughs> look. Let me tell you something. I, the way I am today, I'm I'm kind. Of, people would consider me a sort of like a loner. Yeah, I'm not. I was, but that's how I was growing up. I mean, I would have I had friends, but I was always off by myself. And even though we had a big family, you know, I have a twin sister. I would be with her sometimes, but she had her own group of friends who I didn't like to be around. So I had my friends who I would hang out with. But a lot of times I was by myself. You know, if something happened or, you know, I get into a fight or whatever, I'm by myself. So. Like me. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you you passed that down. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So. You know, if I was at the um the playground or you know or someplace, I'm I'm I was always by myself. So I, cause I didn't like waiting. Um, I had this one friend. I would always go. She'd be like, "Come and get me." You know, we go outside, and I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. She was so slow, and like, and we had to be in the house at a certain time. And like, you're you are taking too long, and I'm missing out on my you know fun time. So I just started doing things by myself without her. So and I, that's the way I continued throughout childhood, high school. That <laughs> just was, go ahead. No, I was I was I just used to I I enjoyed being by myself. That was just <laughs> had you outside waiting. I want to go back in time, but anyway. All right, cool. So you said you were alone. So you said you were a loner. So did you did you not fit in in school? What was that like? Um, let me see. Um, trying to remember. Well, going to school, um, we were bus. We were me and my twin sister. Well, my twin sister and I. That's proper grammar correct um we were bus we were we were a group of the first children that were bused to the so-called sub suburbs um so because that was an adjustment because we was not used to being around you know people that was not like ourselves so in the fifth and sixth grade we were bus to manchester <laughs> which was at that time it was predominantly um you know but they would call so-called white um and then seventh and eighth we were split up she went to a different she went to a catholic school and i went to a what was considered to be a private school in the seventh and eighth grade 
Um, and then in high school, and, th- and during that time, I was, I was, I was primarily a loner by myself. And then high school, I was with a few people, but because you know, in high school, you're switching classes, so you're not with your so-called friends. So I was ninth, tenth. Uh, yeah, I was, I was kind of, I was, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I was, I would, I would consider myself um, a loner, even now, in high school. Now, why were you a loner? Were you picked on or you just chose to be alone? (laughs) I'm not laughing now. For those who are listening, I'm not laughing at people who are picked on. I'm laughing because my mom is just, I know her. She's just, she likes to be to herself. So I'm just asking, were you picked on or did you just want to be alone? I wasn't necessarily picked. I think I learned, like I said, growing up in Bellevue Square, they had, um, there was gangs, you had, you had the male gangs and you had the female gangs. So, and like I said, my twin sister, she had a group of friends and she was with a group of girls that was, I, they, I wouldn't consider them to be a gang, but she was just with a group of girls and they always started trouble. And there was always trouble. And I wasn't one for trouble. I didn't like fighting. I didn't like any of that. So I made up in my mind, I was like, I don't want to hang out with a group of people because it's always trouble. So I just made up in my mind that I'm not going to hang out with a group of people. If I do have a friend, it's one or two people, and that's it. So, but like I said, and that I think that was the primary, one of the primary reasons why I stayed to myself. Because, like I said, groups to me always <laughs> represented trouble. Now, is is was the gang something that you saw was gang life something that you saw it, it was something i wasn't a part of i i would see it you know i thought we thought it because we were younger and the people in the gangs they were a little older than us and i always thought it was cool because they had the the little jackets you know with their little gang name like the magnificent 20s and all that kind of stuff and then you had the female version of the magnificent 20s like ooh, that, that would be cool to have one of those jackets that was like that was my thinking but as far as being in the gang and fighting and all of that that wasn't down with that i just wanted a jacket <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted the jacket you didn't want to put in work <laughs> <laughs> but just no, not that kind of work no <laughs> but, but did just your sister did right yeah she did yep she did she had a jacket <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna say who the sister was <laughs> but she, she was the older sister she <laughs> she was the leader right <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess, like I said, you know, a lot of things, uh, a lot of things they did, they didn't bring, you couldn't bring it in the house because your mother, of course, my mother did not approve of that. The majority of the mothers did not approve of their children being in the gang. So I'm sure a lot of the mothers and or parents didn't know what their children was doing outside <laughs> of the house. But so I know my mother didn't know unless she found that jacket, <laughs> which I don't think she found. She probably found out later. Right. But yeah. That is, that's hilarious. Actually, someone, someone I met, it was funny when I was in New York and they just started randomly talking to me and they had mentioned one of the gangs asking me if I was a part of it. And I almost bust out laughing because I thought of her. <laughs> Like she's he's someone's <laughs> someone said you look like you part of so and so and I was like nope that's not me that's my aunt <laughs> but anyway <laughs> like uh okay anyway <laughs> so so you you weren't picked on you just wanted to be alone so let's talk yeah. I wanted I, I mean at- go ahead everybody was picked on growing up everybody you know everybody was picked on it it didn't matter you was going to be what they call ranked on if you had any type of anomaly or any type of for example i my head was big i was called big head all the time so (laughs) you you was going to be picked (laughs) you was going to have some type of nickname that you did not like um it didn't matter who you were so 
you know, and some there was going to be certain people that would pick on you. But it wasn't like I was picked on where I couldn't, it restricted me from going outside. I was afraid or anything like that. It was just, you know, little petty stuff. (laughs) Right. Now, I wanted to say, too, um, we didn't really talk about, you know, your your father. Did that affect you? Your father, I wanted you to talk more about your your father um, and how did did that affect you in any way? Is this therapy? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Um, um, I didn't really know my father because he he transitioned when I was... Um, I don't remember. I don't even know how old I was when he trained. I know I was very young, so I was um either one or something like that. But I don't really remember that much about him. Only from what my mother and um you know some of my siblings said about him. But um, my father, he was a you know he's an alcoholic. Um and from that, um, um, he he wasn't mentally sound because he would think because I guess when I was um, born or whatever, I had like one braid or one thing of hair, and he thought I looked like so-called quote unquote Indian. Now I was a twin. I wasn't. He didn't think I was his, but my twin sister. Was. so that was kind of <laughs> strange so I guess he treated me differently mm-hmm. and my you know my mother said I didn't I must have felt that because I didn't care for him I wouldn't go to him I get only when he was um when he was really sick that's the only time I would you know go close to him but for the most part I don't really remember too much about um about him only from what I was told Right. So he was weird. Yeah, but like, yeah, he wasn't, yeah, he, he, he wasn't one, what you would consider, you know, a, a good father or a good husband, period. Right. To anybody. Because he had his own issues. He had probably didn't deal with. I'm sure he didn't deal with. Definitely. So I, I always, I asked that because I always wondered, like, is that why you wanted to kind of be alone? Maybe you didn't want to fit in because of that rejection from you being a child. Um, I don't, I don't think so. Well, that's I don't think good. so. It was, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Well, that's good. So you didn't let it affect you, which was great. Now I want to skip to Yeah, a... not too much. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I wanted to um, talk about um, your experience that no one's ever really heard about which is you stayed, you talked about you being a loner and, and that. So I know you, you're able to be in your own peace, in your own solace. However, there was a time where you stayed in the house for two years. Now, how did that come about? Um, I think what happened in retrospect, um, people, I think I allowed what people said to affect me in a um, negative way Mm -hmm. because growing up, like I said, you was, something was always going to be said to you. For example, um, you know, if you, if you gained a little weight, somebody, Oh, you getting fat, you know, (laughs) or if you too, or if you too thin, or you look like a boy, you know, nothing was, or if people called you fat and you wasn't fat, you know? So, um, I think towards it's, I, I noticed it started when my senior year in high school, um, you know, I was becoming more and more withdrawn. I would go to school and I couldn't wait to just get home. Mm-hmm. And that was it. I would go to school, couldn't wait to get home. And then after, um, graduation, that was it. I said, I'm not going to go, you know, outside because I think I had gained some um, I gained some weight and, and I felt, you know, like I was, you know, heavy and I didn't want to hear like, oh, you're fat or, you, you know, you overweight and all this stuff. So I said, okay, I'm just going to stay in. I just stayed in the house and 
a day turned into a week, a week, you know, weeks turned into months, months turned into into years. And before I knew it, it was, it was, yeah, I was in a house for like a couple of years, just, you know, reflecting and I don't know. I I really, I was reading a lot. I was, um, you know, of course I was cleaning a lot because I'm in the house. <laughs> I'm doing all types, <laughs> all types of stuff. You know, everything was done before my mother came home from work. So she didn't have to do anything. So, and then I was, um, you know, I would watch my niece, but my sister, her house was clean. They refrigerators. And, you know, I just became, I became the person that would, if, if somebody went on vacation, I would, they would come and get me. It wasn't like I was, you know, outside for a long period of time, but they would come get me and I would house it, you know, I would house it while they were on vacation, of course, and I'm cleaning their house. You know, it was, that's, that's how I spent those, um, those years, those two years, basically. And nobody knew. They thought people, people that would come to house they was like well what's wrong with her she crazy you know they was thinking that something was wrong mentally wrong with me yeah you know like here we go again here goes the you know judging and the name calling and you just couldn't get away from it right right and what it sounds like to me is that modern day you know back then probably you know wasn't diagnosed or anything but it sounds like you had agoraphobic agoraphobia like, would you say you had a fear? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, yeah. If you want to put a, um, put a label on it. Um, yeah. It, I don't think it, I wasn't afraid of, I, I was just, I just didn't want to hear the negativity, you mm. know, for whatever reason it, that's how it affected me. I didn't want to hear it. And, 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 you know, when somebody would say, oh, you're fat, that, to me was like a it was like a a, a knife in, in your heart or something is because nobody wants to be fat right so to speak so for me that's being young and stuff like that that was could be you know maybe sounds silly to somebody else but for me that I think and like I said and looking back and, and thinking back in retrospect as a matter of fact I have not thought about this incident for a, a long time until you had mentioned, I was like, oh yeah, I just can't have to look up the years. Cause now it doesn't, it doesn't affect me. Cause of course I've, hopefully I've grown, <laughs> I've grown from that. <laughs> no, you've definitely, you've definitely grown. I mean, I always saw you as a strong person, um, emotionless, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> a strong person who doesn't really, <laughs> You you don't really delve into your <laughs> you don't really delve into your emotions and wallow. You know, I never saw you as that. I saw you as strong and and peaceful. You know, and now that we know astrology, I know exactly why you're like that. But um, was it? <laughs> Lord, if y'all see her chart, you like well, where are the emotions? Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> you love me <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so who who exactly who exactly was calling you, you fat it was <laughs> for, for people listening it was just people <laughs> for people listening me and my mom have a very very cynical sense of humor so if we're laughing <laughs> we're both cynical <laughs> yeah we're definitely not laughing at people who are overweight because i definitely i definitely know what it feels like to be overweight and the the um internal struggles and the internal battles that you know overweight someone speaking from experience will go through uh, it was just people in general you know because growing up you i was always thin and it wasn't like, and according to today's stand, I would not have been considered fat. But back then, you know, if you was like a 12, size 12, 14 or whatever, oh, you're fat. You know, it, it, was, just, it, it was just crazy. But it was just any people. And I'm going to tell you, growing up, adults had no 
wisdom. They were some of the worst people and they would say some of the most hurtful things. Mm -hmm. You know, adults did not, for whatever reason, did not take kindly to me. My mother's friends did not really like me and I did not like them. So, and of course, back, you know, you just did not disrespect um, an adult back then. But they could say whatever they want not whatever they want, but they could say certain things to you that was, I would consider disrespectful, but I you just, just felt, and, and they let it be known, like they, like I said, I had twin, my twin sister, everybody loved her. <laughs> <laughs> she was the one that everybody liked, but me, it was the same thing, you know, with my, my father and some of the, some of the adults, it was like, you know, Oh, oh, we just love, oh, we love Tish. Oh, Tish Club. Oh, and me, like, so I knew that they didn't really um like me. So I, I built up this barrier. Like, okay, you don't like me. I don't like you either. And I want to be bothered with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, I couldn't be rude because I would have got, you know, um punished for it. But I, I'm like, I don't want to be bothered with none of y'all because I think all y'all crazy. That was my mentality, you know, yeah. because why would you say certain things like that to a child? It, to me, it, it just didn't, it didn't register. But anyway. Yeah, adults are really stupid. So. <laughs> <laughs> not all adults. No, I'm just, not all adults. The generality. The majority. <laughs> the majority. <laughs> Of adults are really. <laughs> she also doesn't like expletives, so we'll just say effing stupid. They are. <laughs> I, and I, I love children. I love <laughs> being yeah. around children. Yeah, and they love you. You know, and I think, <laughs> I think, I think that's why you treat them, you know, all equally. I never understood why do you have a favorite? Like, what are you doing? That's weird. Exactly. They all unique and special. Yeah, in their own way. You just you just love them for who they are. Right. I don't care if your child is a little behind in their so-called academics. I don't care if your child is blind. I don't care if your child, you know, needs a little more tender care. I don't care if your child is sick. I don't care if you think your child is not as attractive as the other one. That's your child. Like, you know, a chill right. and, and and I'm talking yeah, to make exactly mainly about adults like children are children how could you treat a child differently like but it, it usually stems when a, whenever adults do that that is from their own insecurity they don't like something within them and then they may see it in a child and just project you know so that's just yeah. weird people are weird yeah like, that's ugh. true so and i think too that's i think that's that was one reason too why i i made a, um you know, I just, I just made sure that I did not ever mistreat or say something harmful to any child. I don't care what, you know, what they may look like or whatever. I would never say, oh, you're, you're overweight or, you know, you just, I just don't care. You know, I would never. And I think because of what happened to me, I would never do that to somebody else. Yeah, that's detrimental, you know. That's yeah, it, it does. It has a it had a negative impact. It had a negative, and I think it had a negative and a positive. Yeah, definitely. It really did. Because now you're on this podcast and you're going to help so many people, which I'm excited about. Um, I was going to ask you, what was I going to ask you? Um, that day, like, was it? It was a obviously it was a progression, but what? What made you guys just kind of snap and and go into a hole and stay in the house? Like, what was that? Because, what were the thoughts going through your head? Go ahead. Because there was um, it was it was a progression, and um, because I was you know I did well in school, um, but I did know because I had an opportunity to get scholarships, um. And um, because I was good at shorthand and, and my shorthand teacher recommended a, a couple of scholarships, but my guidance counselor, she gave it to someone else and I just passed. I'm like, ah, that's okay. I don't really want it. But I did get awards for, um, you know, shorthand at the 
end of the um, school year. And then um, I had, I was in a study hall with one, one person and um, she, when she saw me getting an award, she said, oh, I didn't know you were, you know, you were smart, you know. So people have this um, perception of me of being like strange and like, I guess, dumb, but I, I did very well in high school. But I noticed that it was a progression because I, I was like going more and more more into a shell. And then when I would get home from school, I would just be like, oh, like I could exhale. I'm home. I don't have to go back out. I don't have to, you know, be around these people who have these, um, they don't, they really didn't know me, but they always, they, people always draw conclusions about who you are, who they think you are. So I, I said, I have to be around that type of energy. So it, it was just a comfort just being, you know, in the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, it's from an astrological standpoint, I can't but help to go back to that. You're a Libra, you know, in Western astrology, you know, however, in Vedic astrology, you're a Virgo. And Virgo, Virgos are very mm -hmm. her hermited. You know, they go in inward and can hide away like that. You know, especially... Okay. You know, so astrologically, and that's what I wish a lot of people would know, you know, a lot of people are diagnosed with things like agoraphobia and depression and anxiety and like all of this stuff. But it's like, what if we go based on their astrology and actually give them what they need when you're when you're not given what you need? Um, it can be detrimental. Like if you are a Virgo, you need that. um I don't want to say validation because you don't need validation, but you want to feel good about yourself. You know, you want to be proud of something. And when people are constantly putting you down, that's when that negative side of Virgo comes in where you're like, okay, I'm going to hermit myself. Sometimes it's good. And sometimes it's bad. You know, you turned it into a positive, which is yeah. great. You know, some people aren't right. like that. But yeah, I would say astrology in Vedic astrology, you'd be considered a Virgo. So I wonder if that had anything to do with it. And, master astrologer brother hassan could correct me on that if i'm wrong but that's what i <laughs> brother hassan that's what i obey check him out <laughs> right he's great with the astrology that's what i think you are yes, he is. yeah he is he really is but i think you're virgo dominant though so that could have been it too as well <laughs> i might be no you are because i saw yeah, you i might be <laughs> okay i am yeah you are because i saw your chart um yeah i am things have to be a certain way yeah go ahead talk about it <laughs> no no i'm just saying things have to be like i said i was in the house i was you know cleaning everything had to be i mean this is i'm talking about some deep cleaning stuff i would do stuff that you that normal people would not do but after I, it was done it's like wow you know you just sit down and relax you be like wow feel so clean it feels like i i would it's crazy we, we ain't gonna go into that but anyway I, things have to be a certain way for me to feel comfortable and to feel relaxed I, I just didn't feel relaxed if stuff wasn't done but that's not crazy I mean it could go overboard you know there always needs to be a balance but it you you feel a sense I have a Virgo rising so you feel a sense of comfort when it's organization things are clean around you you kind of yes. feel like you're gonna lose your beep um, I'm only filtering it because my mom is on here. Your sugar, honey, iced tea. You lose your sugar, honey, iced tea. Um, if, if things aren't in their proper place. So yeah, just clean, cleaning and, and cleansing. But I think two years, you took that time to go within and, and cleanse yourself. Like what was that process and what actually got you moving out of the house after two years? What was the explain to people so other people can understand how maybe they can get themselves out of a rut. What did you do to maneuver yourself from, I need to stay in the house to it's time to get outside? Well, what happens, a friend, a, a close friend, a male friend came by mm -hmm. and he was running and he said, come on, come running with me. I'm like, but he was forceful about not not forcefully he's like nope you gonna come he said nope i'm gonna come and get you tomorrow he, he 
He said, I'm coming. I said, he ain't coming. I said, I don't have nothing to run in anyway. <laughs> he said, oh, just, God. you, <laughs> he said, just put on anything, you know, he said, I'm coming. And he came. I'm like, oh God, you know, and, um, that was because it's, I, you're running. I haven't, like I said, I haven't really been outside and, but now you got me running. Um, and in front of people, so I felt a little uncomfortable, well, a lot uncomfortable, but I did it. And then he came the next day and I was like, I hope he doesn't come again, <laughs> but he kept coming. So the more he came, the better I began to feel. And the longer I was able to, to you know, run, I, my endurance was beginning to, um, I was building up my endurance and I was like, oh, wow, this is, I'm out. He, he was the one, he was the, um, he was the one that really, really pushed me out. And from then I, I started jogging by myself. Wow. And then I would, it, I'm telling you, it still was, it still was a, um, a struggle in the beginning because it was the nerves. It's like, oh, I got to go out there. But I made up in my mind. I said, okay, I'm going, I've been out there. It wasn't that bad. I'm going to go out there again. And then as, you know, time went on, I kept doing it, kept doing it. And I, I started, I started running. I started, you know, jogging, jogging a lot and getting out. And then people starting to notice, oh, hey, hey, that's the girl. That's the, that's the, the woman that runs all the time, you know, and now, and now I'm losing weight because I'm jogging and running. So, and the people, I, I, people started recognizing me from the, you know, the name, oh, yeah, this, oh, yeah, that's her, you know, now I'm not looked at as the crazy one. <laughs> right. Yeah, who stayed in the house, so that was the, um, that was the way I got out. I'm actually sitting here crying. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. Aw. I haven't <laughs> talked about this. Oh, it's all right. Yeah. If people don't realize the struggles and the things that people really go through in life, people really have gone through a lot that they don't talk about. And like I said, I have not thought about and talked about this. And I'm I'm thankful to you for doing a podcast on it because it, it has brought up certain memories that I really kind of pushed, you know, pushed to the back. Oh, that's amazing that someone mushy you, mushy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I love my mom. Um, that's a mm -hmm. that's amazing that someone came and got you out of the house, you know, and cared enough to say, you know what, you're gonna come. It's it's time for you to get out. But what was the the mental? Yeah emotional physical and spiritual like what what process or did it did it just click that you know I'm gonna be outside like what I know the running motivated you you were losing weight but what kept you coming or going outside because I think what kept me going outside was I said to myself you know it doesn't matter what you do, it doesn't matter what you look like, it doesn't matter who you are, there's always going to be someone that's going to say something stupid, for lack of a better word. So, you know what? I have to develop a thicker skin and and be, um, and just say, I know who I am now as a person, so regardless of what you say, how you feel, that's you. You can feel however you want. Your feelings can stay over there, but you are not going to, you know, put your feelings and how you are off on me. And I think once I came to that, um, under, well, comprehension, that is what really helped me throughout and helped me to continue. Because it's like I said, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what I look like. Somebody was always going to, I'm like, I, I can't keep allowing all this negativity to hold me back right so that so I think that was yeah go ahead 
I mean, I'm, I'm amazed that it was, it was quick for you to make that transition. And I'm glad you said that because that's great for people to realize that really your one action, one thought away from changing your reality and your life, you know, someone let other people help you or let your thoughts help you. In this case, it was, it was the person who got you out of the house. And it was also your thought process. He initiated it, you know, in a, in a sense, he planted the seed, but you had to water it. You know, he wasn't going to keep pulling you out of the house. You know, you had to make that transition for yourself, Absolutely. you know? So I think that's very admirable. Yeah, and and I, go ahead. Yeah. And I am forever, forever. I will forever be grateful to him. Kevin Perry, that's who it was. And he, he has since transitioned, but I will forever be, I have much, much gratitude because he was the one and I always give him credit. I really do. He was the one that really, really, you know, not saying, you know, I don't know anything, what would happen, what was, what happened was meant to happen. Right. That's all I can say. Yeah. Right. So you were losing weight. You got out of the house. And what, what, after that, you, you gained weight afterwards. And what was the progression? Like, what was, what was happening in your life to make you gain <laughs> the weight back? Uh, what happened? I, I started working at, um, you know, an insurance company. And because I didn't know anything about nutrition, um, so I'm eating a lot of uh, unhealthy foods, and um, I was, I think I was in denial, because my mother, mommy, my, my mother, she said, um, she said, oh, you know, you're putting on some weight, here we go again, it's like, oh, it's happening again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you can't get away from it. Right. So, <laughs> So I was like, you know, I said, I, I know what to do. You know, I got defensive and I got a little angry and I didn't address it though. And then I, I started to, um, you know, get gain more weight and, um, and it, I, let me see. Like I said, I, you know, then I would go on these, like the, the fad diets or try this and try that. And then I would lose some weight, but then I will put it back on. Cause like I said, I didn't know anything about nutrition. I didn't know anything about health. So I'm, I'm trying to do this on my own and we didn't have, um, I mean, there was some information out there, but not like it is today. I mean, there's so much information today that people have access to. Right. So, um, uh, and then when I had, you know, I was pregnant, um, I put on more weight and then I said, okay, I have to have the baby. I'm losing weight. And I never really did. It's like, okay, you're, you're what, 21 and I still got baby fat. <laughs> it's like, that's, this is still baby fat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I said, you know, and then, well, I, I, we, we talked about what happened with my, um, my, my, one of my older sisters, you know, when she got sick, right. um, which, yeah. And then with cancer and, well, I won't get into that yet, but that's, that's what happened. I just, you know, I just started, you know, putting on weight. I, I was working and, you know, eating, you know, we go up to lunch and then you go out, you know, you come home and it fast food and it, my diet was terrible. So was your, your, would you say your weight gain was due more to you didn't know anything about nutrition or was it due to that you were stressed or was it both? I think it was, it could have been a combination of both, mm -hmm. but I knew I didn't know anything about nutrition because like I, I was a vegetarian, I was a vegetarian since I was um 15. So but I was a vegetarian, but I didn't eat many vegetables. So I don't know. <laughs> I got, and I got to the point to where, um, 
you know, like I said, and then people, I got to the point to where it's like, I'm stopped. I'm not going to tell nobody I'm a vegetarian because, like I said, people have a perception. When you tell somebody you're vegetarian, they're expecting to see somebody thinner, you know, and then I think one of my supervisors, he said, he said, well, you look like you eat meat. I'm like, okay, here we go again, you know, right. with the comments. Right. You, it's, it's just not going to get away from ignorance, period. So, you know, I didn't say anything. And then somebody else at work said something. Um, oh, you know, you, you, you look like you eat more than vegetables or whatever. I'm like, okay, you know. But um, I think it was because I didn't know a lot about um, nutrition. Wait. And it, I'm, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I was going to say... And, um, I was going to say, remember that time in New York, that guy said something to you? I was 16. He said we were in McDonald's. Oh, yeah. What did yeah. I say to him? I said something to him. I think you told me to be quiet. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, it was it was the same thing. The people going to make comments that always they feel just like they just can say stuff yeah a lot of people they just say ignorant ignorant things i mean if you want to if you want to motivate someone to lose weight if you're really concerned about their health you can maybe say hey why don't we go to this restaurant or you know hey want to come work out with me there's other ways instead of just calling someone fat that's going to make them want to eat two big things of cake like because they're going to rebel against you because at right. the end of the day everybody wants their it, own control of their own lives right it does not help to call people um names and you know it just doesn't it doesn't help at all it doesn't is is th that's not an incentive if you think it's an incentive it's not so don't do it please right so in your other interview we had, we know, you know, how you lost the weight, which I think is, you know, amazing. It's amazing how you always turned what could have been negative into a positive. So you said your sister is who impacted you to start eating, you know, healthy. Yes. Yep. It was my sister, you know, what happened to her. And like I said, I didn't know anything about nutrition. And then another thing, you know, I had an incident too, where I was, um, you know, taking a bath, whatever, getting in. And I just sat there and thought, I said, you know, what if I couldn't get out of this tub? You know, what if they had to call? I was like, that would be so embarrassing. They had to call 911, blah, blah, blah. I said, I don't want anybody taking care of me. And I said, and that kind of drove me as well. So I want to be able to take care of myself. I want to be healthier. I want to, um, be happier too because you you feel restricted and you know i know they got the the, the big bold beautiful woman that's that's great but for me my experience it was um you know even though i lived that way for a while it was it was restrictive because even going out to eat or whatever it's like oh okay hopefully we get to sit at a table because I can't fit in the booth. You know, this kind of stuff. You're thinking these things. And hopefully, you know, they park close because I can't walk that far because I'm going to be sweating. I'm going to be out of breath. All these things are going on in your head, which you should be thinking, okay, we're going to go out. We're going to have an enjoyable time. But no, nope, you're thinking, you know, stuff like that. And then and you squeezing in, you know, the booth, the table's like, right? <laughs> 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 you are crunched, you know, you try and look like you're not crunched because, you know, what, denial again? <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's, it was a, it was mentally taxing for me. That was my experience. I'm not saying that's everybody's experience, but that was my experience. So, um, you know, when I did come across um, Dr. Furman and the, you know, nutrition and learning more about it and, you know, that, that was my incentive. And as to why I did not, because like I said, when I was younger and I was running and, you know, I had lost weight, but then I gained it back, like I said, because I didn't know, but this time I know I won't gain it back because I know about, you know, how to eat properly. So knowledge is power and then putting that knowledge into um, action is, is, is wisdom. Exactly. And I'm also glad that you said that because 
you had to learn about nutrition and this is what keeps you going. You know the ins and outs about nutrition, you know, as a holistic health coach, as a nutritional educational trainer, as a healer, however you would identify yourself. Um, and that's what I think a lot of people are missing is that they don't really have the nutrition education behind it. So they continue to struggle. And this is what gets them involved in their mm -hmm. um, you know, emotional attachments and things. So what advice would you give people who are struggling, whether it's getting out of the house um, and caring about what people think? Because as you know, food has an emotional attachment. What advice would you give people to get them unstuck? Um, I would just, I would say, take, definitely take it one day at a time, because I think that was one of my issues. I was looking like, down the road. Okay. Like next month I'm going to do this next. And then, like I said, the, the, the days turn into weeks, the weeks turn into months, months turn into years. I was always, instead of saying, okay, today, this is, I'm going to address the day today. I'm going to enjoy today. I didn't do that. So I would just encourage people to take it one day say today this is what i'm going to do today i'm going to you know i'm going to focus on myself i'm going to um learn about how to eat properly i if i don't know i'm going to either you know get with someone that does that can help me and uh, like you said is is always an emotion there's always an underlying um there's always something underlying as to why you're eating as much as you're eating and the things you're eating as well. Um, food is an addiction. Why do I have an addiction to food? Why do I, you know, I'm always thinking about food. We're surrounded by food, you know, so you have to take time to quiet yourself and really delve and look within and see what's really going on with you. Like I said, I, a lot of things that affected me, I didn't really think about until, um, later on, you know, my father, people, the way pe um, people treated me, the way adults treated me, I'm sure that all had um, an impact on why I was eating. Then as I got, you know, older and heavier, it's, I'm running into the same thing. People still saying, you know, certain things. So <clears throat> it's just, you know, getting with yourself and take time to really learn about, you know, what you're putting in your mouth that's exactly. that's that's the best advice yeah that's that's the edu education and learning knowledge like i said that's that's key that was key for me yeah that that's amazing advice amazing amazing advice what would you say to people who cared about what what other people thought and that's you know people who are letting people's opinions hold them back you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I thought about an incident when I first started, you know, driving, quote, unquote, uh, um, a car. Mm -hmm. And I will always let people, you know, people would blow the horn and, you know, give you the finger or whatever and try to dictate until, you know, one day, <laughs> like mm -hmm. I said, I work for um, an insurance company and I, you know, a lot of people, I said, you know what, a lot of these people here are on medication. <laughs> 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 and I said they are not mentally sound and I said you know what I am not going to let these people dictate to me who are not mentally sound number one and project their garbage off on me so yeah. I, I, I just, so from that day on you know even like um, driving I said no you can blow your horn or whatever you got your issues you gonna keep your issues to yourself and now like I said when people um, say certain things or whatever that was your question right because I'm talking I don't even yes <laughs> absolutely go ahead yeah yes so you know I'm like you you're not gonna project that off on me you have that's you that has nothing to do with me so that that helped me a lot that really did that that was like a it's almost like an eye open like whoa you know i'm letting these people mm -hmm. who i don't know first yeah. of all they don't know me but they're trying to tell me what to do they're trying to you know pass judgment off on me i like whoa 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 take a step back i don't care what you say i am that i am 
you have to know who you are and you have to be secure in who you are as a person, as a natural person. Yes, you really do because if you are unstable in any way, shape, or form, you're going to waver, you are going to flow, you know, you're going to be tossed to and fro. And that's not a good position to be in. You got to know, you got to know that you know beyond the shadow of doubt. You got to know who you are. And because like I said, people are going to say things. They are going to do stuff. They're going to look at you the wrong way. They're going to, you know, if you take it personally, you're going to be constantly in a stressful situation. You just got, hey, you got to be you. You got to live your life the way you see fit, not the way somebody else thinks you should live it. And that's what I started doing. I, you know what? I have to live my life the way I, and it took me years. It took me a long time because I would be what you may, might call like a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. I always wanted, I, I would deny myself and be like, oh no, I got to do this for, you know, are they going to be upset with me? And, you know, oh, oh no, I can't say no. They're going to be, they, they, they're not going to like me, you know? And I think that's them from my childhood. Mm-hmm. Till I got to the point, like, you know what? I got to start thinking about myself. Yep. And that's what happened. Yep. That's what happened. Though That was awesome advice. Exactly. That was awesome advice. Those are powerful, powerful words. And you definitely brought me up that way to not care what people think. Um, and to be a strong person. Like I said, I've always seen you as a strong person, but you had to go through some things to get there. And I'm glad that you you passed that strength down and that you're helping so many people. So I love you so much, Mom. <laughs> and I, I thank you. Oh, love you too. Thank you for being on this podcast. I cannot wait to share it with everyone. And I hope people review it and share it because it needs to be global. This advice and you know, your story just continues to amaze me. You as a person amaze me. And that's enough buttering you up and boosting you up. Okay. Oh, right. Right. Stop <laughs> it. Stop, stop it. it. <laughs> All right. Stop. So, <laughs> no, thank you. I think I, I just, I just, you know, I just um, trust that this is going to help someone. Um, and just, I encourage people listening to this, people that, are going through any type of struggle, um, mental, mentally, physically, emotionally, any type of struggle, you know, take time, you know, and sit back, um, do what you love, do what you enjoy doing. If it's just going outside, that's what I started doing too. I just, I said, you know what, today I feel like skipping. I'm going to skip today. I don't care what anybody thinks. When I go walking, I walk and I sing and I dance and I don't care they can look at me however they want this is what I want to do I'm not going to let you know what somebody think oh she's crazy think whatever you want maybe I am a little off but that's okay because I love it (laughs) she is really to your standards she is really a hippie I've always known you as a hippie Mm -hmm. she is really about that not give a f life (laughs) that's it yeah. And patchouli forever. Oh my God. <laughs> Doused in patchouli. She loves patchouli. All right. uh, have a good day. Patchouli forever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you don't get show, I'm just kidding. <laughs> have a good day, mom. <laughs> All right. Thank you. you too. Right. Bye. Okay. See you. My mom is crazy like me, (laughs) or I'm crazy like her, I should say. That was such a fun, fun episode. It's going to inspire so many people. I know she has inspired so, so many people. People have lost over 80 pounds just listening to her first episode from her first interview that I did on here and she just continues to inspire and save lives and she's very humble but she's helped people with cancer and so many other things so I'm just thankful for her and so is so are so many other people so if you would like to work with her I'll put all her info in the show notes and I hope you have an unfiltered day and see you next week